currently just me on my own. Uh, Andy's running about 15 to 20 minutes late, and Lance is about five minutes late because he's been playing with his gooseberries apparently. Uh, hi, Fresh Meat. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Rage. Uh, hi, David. Nice to see you all. Um, so tonight we're going to be doing a, an episode on uh, your sort of your first milsim and uh, what to sort of expect from the event. Um, obviously, we'll kick that off once uh, the other guys join us. Hi, Padre. Hi, Kate. Hi, Danny. Um, oh, everyone's late, Tony. Everyone's late. Um, what I wanted to do, this is, this is very weird because it's now just me talking to you guys. Um, what I wanted to do is share a little bit of news on a product I saw, um, which I thought was quite interesting. Uh, this is the VFC uh, MK48 Mod 1 Premium Deluxe version. Uh, this is an M249 build. Uh, it's a lightweight design. It actually comes in about 4, four kilograms. Oh, I'll tell you what, I apologise. I've got a stupid voice changer on. I was playing around before. There we go. Oh, that's embarrassing. Thanks, guys, for pointing that out. Um, <laughs> apologies. Um, yeah, this is the VFC MK48 Mod 1 Premium Deluxe version. Uh, it's about 4 kg in weight. Um, it's 1,200 pounds. Um, so take from that what you will. It's, it is full metal, apparently. I'm just going to ignore the voice. I'm really sorry. I was playing around because there was no one else to talk to before we started the uh, the stream. So, um, But it has got an 8,800 8, round drum mag on it. Um, so if you look, it's sort of got an extended box mag on there. Um, and I'd be interested to hear what people's thoughts are. Uh, it looks like an interesting, an interesting uh, riff. Um, but yeah, that was a little bit of news. I, found. I don't know if it's better than the TM, to be fair. Um, I, I haven't had a chance to play around with one. Um, whether it's £1,200 worth of rifle, um, I would question that if it's full metal and weighs four kilos, uh, the ST Sportline um, M249, which is pretty much full plastic, um, only weighs three kilos. So They've only apparently gained an extra kilo somewhere in there. Um, so, uh, yeah, Andy, I'm waiting for you, mate. Hurry up. <laughs> yeah, Lance is on his way as well. Um, so, yeah, that was a bit of news this week. Um, I What I will do, I apologise. I meant to get the raffle information out on the socials and the like. Um, Basically, we are running uh, two competitions for our 100th episode. So the first will be the Design Your Own Plate Carrier. Um, there are there, there is, thanks to Harry Badger, a mock-up of the um, Warrior DCS. I think he's taken apart the, the plate carrier and kind of built a template document that you can download, print off, uh, and use to sort of create your own um, plate carrier template. Um, but there, So there'll be a prize for that. Uh, on our 100th episode so send your photos in of you wearing it and sort of give us a bit of information about it that'd be cool uh the other one um yeah i know sorry guys Pe people on youtube are still catching up from the beginning of the episode and i i had a girl voice on and i apologize i was playing around um don't don't question what i do before the stream um the the other uh competition that we'll be doing will be a raffle um so the raffle will comprise of basically Using Just Giving, uh, we're going to be raising money for the Royal British Legion. Uh, it'll be a case of buying some ref, um, sorry, donating some money to a Just Giving page, 
which will then, when you uh, when you donate money, you can basically enter your name. So everyone that enters their name will then be automatically given a ticket based on the amount that they donated. Uh, so it'll be up to, I think it was five tickets for a tenner or something like that. I've got to double check. Don't don't quote me on the uh, on the amounts. Um, and it's obviously only, please, it's only going to be uh, available for people in the UK, um, mostly just because we can't afford the postage uh, on, on sending stuff abroad. Um, so if you're in the UK and you want to enter, uh, it'll be a case of donating some money to the Royal British Legion. Uh, we'll be basically taking your names, entering on the back of raffle tickets, putting them in a, a, a big old bucket, probably an airsoft helmet or something like that, and drawing those out on the 100th episode. Um <laughs> Right, I'm just going to jump into the chat very quickly because you guys are all talking to me, which is a lot. Uh, it's nicer than just me chatting to you. So uh, John says, where everyone, mate? Um, they're just running a bit late. Um, Ray says, have you seen that Amazon had a sale on some Thermarest sleep mats? I had not. That's very interesting. Uh, I do have my eyes on the Thermarest. Uh, it's the grey one. I can't remember the name of it. Like the Neo X Therm, I believe. Um, it's got quite a good R rating, which is the amount of thermal resistance uh, that you, it, the amount of insulation basically you gain off the ground. Um, Ed says, what were you playing around with? I was just playing around with voice changes. Um, I have the options to do all sorts of weird, wonderful things. Um, and I did it when I was bored once and it was just a bit of fun. Um, oh, nice. Uh, Ray said uh, a couple of them had 50 quid off. That's quite good. That's quite good. I might have to have a look at that. Um, Hi, Damien. Thanks for joining us. Um, what number episode is this? This is episode 83, um, which is, we are a long old way through, yeah, from when we started. It was quite a while ago. Well, not 83 weeks directly, but it was about a year and a half ago now. Um, bear in mind, I think we started October 2020. Um, so, yeah, thanks for everyone for joining us continuously from that time it's awesome um i'm really hoping the others are going to join us soon uh if you guys can hurry up that'll be awesome um uh rage says uh thermarest are in my opinion the best sleep mats you can get that said you're looking at 150 plus for them yeah i mean they are the sort of product that it, it's almost like buying a uh, a proper sort of down sleeping bag um you know you're, you're talking quite a decent price um, but then again, you know, the price point on some equipment, you're paying more because it is ultimately better. Um, I'm not, I'm not trying to poo-poo other equipment, but for example, uh, the comparison of my snug pack base camp extreme, um, sleeping bag, which is a non-down sleeping bag, which was probably about yay big, probably about two foot across. Um, the down sleeping bag I've now got from mounted equipment for, two or three times the price compacts down to maybe a third of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ray says, I've got one, but I'll be honest, I would never bring it to a meal sim in case a bang goes off on it. Um, I actually had a DD tarp. Um, it was the four by four DD tarp. I took to defiant events and we used it as quite a nice sort of wall divider. Um, so we were in, um, I, I don't know if anyone's been to, oh, I can't even remember the name of the event. A dog tag, dog tag airsoft. Um, we're in some sort of like fort compound area. Uh, I think it's the paintball, the paintball center. Um, the the area that we were basically staying in is quite open, so we were throwing tarps up to basically a stop wind, uh, stop a bit of driving rain, and then also you know just provide a little bit of uh, additional enclosure. 
Um, I had a number of grenades, and I think partly it was our barbecue was put a little bit too close to it. And I now have a rather expensive piece of plastic with lots of holes in. So if anybody is looking for a bit of a DD tarp to play around with, uh, let me know because I might be able to cut you off a bit. Um, yeah. Ed said, I saw a really interesting podcast about LMGs with Alphonse and Novrich. Have you seen it? I have not. If you could send me a link, mate, that'd be very helpful. Um, be interested to have a look at that. Um, Kenny Rebel says, I'm looking for open front chest rig that can take a G3 7.62 times 51 size mags. Not in multi-cam, preferably OD green. Any suggestions? Um, I don't have any chest rigs myself. <laughs> so I can't, I can't help, unfortunately, with that. Um, most of my, the only OD green kit I've got is a Warrior DDS, um, which is what I'm going to be running this weekend at the Octo 8 uh, event. So that should be good. Uh, DD Tarps. Rage says DD Tarps are, aren't that pricey, to be fair. Are that pricey, to be fair. Aren't that pricey. Well, this was £40, this. this so uh, I, I ended up with £40 with a melted plastic. Um so, uh, and he also says Spiritus clone mate with 7.62 inserts, Kenny. There you go. Uh, Padraig, anyone off to Octo 8 this weekend? Yep, so I'll be there. Uh, I believe Andy's going. Uh, Lance, unfortunately, can't make it this weekend. Um, but it should be good. Uh, if anyone's interested who is going, uh, that you might want some steaks on the Friday night, I'm probably going to be bringing some. Um, so let us know. Maybe we can... Um, <laughs> we could we could have a laugh over a bit of meat on the Friday night, but I don't want to make that too weird because that that's yeah. So, uh, if anyone's got any random questions they want to throw in the chat while we're waiting, that'd be really helpful. Um, I can possibly bring some up that we had previously. Um, Danny's going Saturday with Wayne. Nice one. Yep, I believe you're getting there fairly early in the morning. I believe about eight. So. <laughs> uh smith hiya thanks for joining us mayflower gen far uh gen six sorry pusher rig will carry four g3 mags there you go kenny uh rage says are you sharing your meat this weekend mike i am at most events where i have the opportunity to barbecue uh i'm i'm always quite keen to share my meat i'm glad i'm glad that we're all having fun with that one um just a reminder, uh, if anybody is pack packing for an event, uh, we do have on our website um, these little sheets, typical kit lists. Uh, you can download these for free. Uh, it's set up as a PDF document, so you can just download these. I mean, I've got a batch of these I print out. Uh, Andy gave me quite a good suggestion of laminating them. Um, so, yeah, might be quite useful for anybody that's planning an event. That I, I am notoriously bad with forgetting odds, odds and sods. Um, so that's quite helpful just to, to remind us. Um, Ed says, tell us a story, Mike, while we wait. I want to hear your idea of farming whales. <laughs> no, unfortunately, Ed, that, that is a, uh, that's a top secret business idea that I, I only disclose on events. Oh, hello, Lars is here. Thank goodness. <laughs> Woo! Hello. <laughs> uh, just one more question from Jack. Uh, are you guys going to NAA? Be cool to see you there. I believe that we will have some of us there. I, I am definitely booked on. Um, I will probably have some stickers and bits and pieces. So if you come and find us, we'll have a flag flying in one of the campsites. Um, so come say hello. hello. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what? I might even see if we can scrap together some little gifts, sexy underwear, and bits and pieces. 
maybe some sexy underwear. I do actually have a pair of um, unused multicam boxes uh, that we could throw in as a little little prize. So well, if you come and find us over the weekend, no fun, is it? <laughs> you come and find us over the weekend at NAF. Um, maybe maybe we'll do something like I take I take people's names down and you know maybe you can win a pair of boxes. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. See who see who they fit best. Like Cinderella slipper. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Come find your handsome prince or princess. <laughs> oh, um, sorry I'm late, guys. I was um, Yeah, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I was uh, I got waylaid fondly in my gooseberries and um Yes, I did share that. <laughs> but I'm back now. I rushed back from the allotment and um it's all good. Produce is being grown. I am allotmenting. Nice. As uh, as Clarkson would say. I am allotmenting, cool. so yeah, yeah, I'm here. I had a mad rush to get set up and make a coffee, but I'm I'm here. All right. Sorry. Jack, sorry. Jack says, awesome. Cheers, Mike. If the box has missed. So I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll come, come and find me at the event and maybe I'll have a beer or something. I'll, I'll share that with you instead. How's yeah. that? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we have, have a few drinks and we'll see if we can change your mind. <laughs> uh, Ray says, is that a background lance or are you actually in the woods? I am actually in the woods, mate. Yep. You'll be pleased to know that I'm in the woods, um, but I can't move because my uh, lead for my headset's far too short. So I can't possibly go over to my truck. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, my door is still open, so my battery will die because my interior light is on. <laughs> Lance, you don't know this necessarily, but I um, I f- I had the stupid girl voice on and forgot, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I literally no. launched into the start of the podcast with with a stupid <laughs> girl voice. Yeah, <laughs> jolly good, jolly good. Oh, right, so good Andy will be joining us in a little short while. Um, should we launch into the actual main topic? I know there's loads to talk about this week. He's looking at culverts, isn't he, somewhere? And uh... He is. He's looking at deep, deep holes in the ground. Marvellous. Yeah. <laughs> Bless his cottons. A lovely bit of scenery, though, from the pictures he sent. Mm. Yes, it was. It did look rather pleasant. A lot better than the, uh, the views I get at work. Well, there we go. <laughs> I went to a, uh, a lorry park this morning to have a look round because we're redeveloping it. So that was nice. So, Lance, how old were you on your first Milsim? Um, my oh. whole life's been a Milsim, man. Yeah, it's, it's non-stop, mate. Non-stop. Um, oh, Christ, I'm trying to think now. Me, Kenny and Dan did our first ever Milsim together. We were like the three amigos that sort of coined the Punishers and uh, sort of like the Zulu 1-3 team that we've got now. Um, bloody hell, I've got to have been 30, 31, I suppose. So I've, I've only been into Airsoft sort of like seven, eight years, I think. Something like that. So, yeah, about 30-ish, mate, I suppose, when I did my first... Um, obviously, my first ever event was a skirmish, and then the second event was a milsim. And that's bit, that's what it's been ever since. It's just been milsims and that. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think about 30, 31, mate, I think, when I went. Quite a late bloomer, I was. I was a late, I was a late puber to milsim. <laughs> did you have BB guns as a kid? No, never. No, I had air rifles for actual, that actually, yeah. you know, would dish out a bit of damage, but I never had BB guns. My mate had a... Um, I think it was a G10 pistol. My friend Matthew down the road, he had a, uh, I can't think who he's made by now, but it was a G10, like a single shot. You had to cock it back each time to fire like it. a double eagle type job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really just purely garden plinking sort of job. And we used to fire that at sort of like targets and stuff, but I, I never had one myself. You know, although the family is in the gun trade, I never actually got a uh, got a rifle of my own until I was much, much older. <laughs> and even more stupid, you know. I should have had one when yeah. I was younger and I'd have been more sensible. <laughs> Um, did you have any news you wanted to share? PP news. Um, uh, obviously, yes. Um, 
New York coffee. I just did share it on the Facebook page. They've changed their package into a cardboard box now. So that was um that sort of you know threw me off when I went to get some and I was like, whoa, hello. I don't know. I haven't had a time to prepare for this sort of change. Um, so I sort of stood there and stared at the aisle for a couple of minutes to sort of gear myself up for boxing them up into my basket. Uh, but I did it, you know, and I thought that was an achievement for the day. So I, you know, round of applause for me. So I've got some more coffees. We're starting to panic a little bit. It took me a while. It's probably the advertising out. that you've given them over the last sort of. Well, yeah, few years. I mean, it just completely it's, threw it's, me. Had... So I was, I was expecting shiny bags, and I got cardboard. Matte, I got matte coloured cardboard boxes, and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do now. You know, I started panicking a little bit. But you know, lady in pound shop held my hand, took me up to the till, got me on my way. Happy days. <laughs> <laughs> so that was all good. I spent Monday. I spent down at Empire Airsoft, uh, mm -hmm. which was a wicked day. Uh, always nice to hang out with Kenny down there. Uh, give him a hand to move. He's got a new premises, um, a lot bigger. So he's got a lot more stock coming in. He'll be stocking a lot more brands that you, uh, horrible lot, would have heard of. But I'm not going to share it yet because that's uh, that's his domain to tell it's got a Very nice shiny floor, I believe. It's got a very awesome. nice shiny floor, which I did leave some dirty footprints on, but that can't be up to it. He'll have to get the polish out. You have to get the pledge out on that one. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's going to have um, loads more storage. Uh, so the online stuff will be uh, that'll be improving. Well, not improving. It's brilliant already, but. Uh, a larger range of stock there will be um uh, a spray booth there for obviously for for silly gilly and his crafting bits and bobs uh, and i'm guessing for riffs as well uh 3d printers are being talked about for sniper mechanics for his bits and bobs um there's actually gonna be a shop so you can go you will be able to go and visit empire at some point in the not too distant future and purchase bits actually in-house and get to meet the guys and the team down there so yeah it was really cool it was a really good day really quite hard work but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it's always nice been hanging out with the guys. So, yeah, that was my bit of news. So it's all all very exciting stuff over at Empire at the moment. So yeah, so nice. Good luck to him. I believe to we're due to have him on the show at some point in the near future. Um, we cool. yeah, I think that's actually in the next couple of weeks. Bugger bloody! Since you mentioned Norton last week, I keep getting these virus. Look, McAfee now telling me that my computer could well be infected. So McAfee's jumped on the bandwagon. But yeah, sorry, yeah, so digressing there. But so yeah, we should be having Empire on in a couple of weeks' time. So that'd be cool. Nice. Looking forward to that. Nice catch cool. up. Yeah. Right. We're now 19 minutes in. Uh let's get into the topic. So first Milsim event checklist. So yes. you've 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 garnered up, you know, you you as a as a young faced newbie, you you've uh you come back from a Sunday skirmish and you're sitting there on a Sunday evening, you're like, oh, you know, it was fun. It was fun, but I want to shoot less, eat more, and wander around the woods. <laughs> tired. Tired and wet, with minimal sleep. Staring out into the abyss for two hours at a time. And having to do stag duty. So uh, yeah, exactly. you, you've obviously then decided to transition sort of more towards Milsim-style events. Um, what's first, Nick? Lance? What, what? Well, I've got my, I am going to be referring to my checklist, because I did go That's fine. A, bit, um, a bit crazy on it. So my first um, point would be Oh, where is it? Hang on. It's a very long list. <laughs> so ensure the event is right for you and your level of play. Yeah. So that's, that's sort of like a no-brainer. Make sure you, you do your research on the event and make sure it's all good for you. Um, that also means understanding the rules of the event set up by the organiser. Uh, these may differ from other events. So, you know, make sure that you um, that you check them out and you, you'll fully understand the rules and things like that. So that was our first, our sort of our first point of call for, um, for your pre-event checks, if you like. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I guess, that, I guess the first it thing, is what so it is. <laughs> as as uh, we'll call them, uh, jo Johnny Noob. Um, Johnny Noob. 
Johnny Noob. So it, like, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a boy. It can be a girl because obviously Milsim is well, airsoft is inclusive. Um, how how would they go about finding the the right event for them? You know, we we've often talked about um, sort of the different levels of Milsim events and sort of Milsim style events. And um, Rage has just come up with a good point of you know if you go up four, there's no stack. Um, no. How do you um, how do you go about finding the right how you know how do you identify the right event for you? Do you think? Well, I, don't, I mean, it, it depends on what sort of style of play that you've sort of picked up along. I mean, I'm guessing you would have been airsoft in and doing skirmish days for a few months or even perhaps over a year before you sort of decided to take the plunge into doing like a milsim or a battle sim event. Um, again, it's going to be talking to your pals that you've obviously made by now, um, and and what you like doing. You know, whether you've gone for an op four loadout because it's slightly cheaper than going full JTF and getting all the all the all the kit that's associated with that. I'm not saying that op four is cheaper to do. I mean it is is a there is a cheaper way of doing it um to get you started. You've already got civvy kit because you're a civilian, funny enough. Um so you'll um you'll you already have a majority of that covered. So whether you whether it's like a natural progression to an op four role, because it's the easiest for you to achieve in the sort of space of time you've got for the event. So talk to yeah, talk to your mates. Um Approach a couple of different events, see what they've got to offer. You know, check out our previous episodes on our podcast for um, interviews with other event organisers that we've done. So that might float your boat. Um, yeah, it, it genuinely, just reaching out to community, really, within reason. You know, sometimes you, it's, that's, that can be a bit of a, uh, a gauntlet in itself because you could ask a sensible question and get a torrent of ridiculous <laughs> fucking answers from people. And it's like, I, I shouldn't have bothered. You know, why did I even think this was going to work? There are no Milsim <laughs> events. They're all just glorified skirmish days. Yeah, and then you just start a barrage then. So yeah, maybe don't, maybe don't use social media. Just talk to people face-to-face because that's a lot better. That's a, that's a lot better thing to do, I think. Um, Sorry, I keep getting these Nemecafe things. They're really starting to bug me now. But yeah, that's what I'd, suge- that's what I'd suggest you do. Is it look at events, look on YouTube. There might be some event videos that have come out or players that have released videos. You know, see what they think. Oh, I like the look of that. That floats my boat. Yeah, I'm well up for some of that. Go about it that way. You've got to try it. It's trial and error, isn't it? You probably, you probably will go to, I mean, I've been to several events where I haven't enjoyed it, but, you know, it's one of them. I found events that I really enjoyed. So it's, you know, mm. it's one of them. You will find it. You'll, 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 you'll find your little your little corner of the market that you want to that you want to play in, and that's where your, your, your happy spot is. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things I want to kind of bring up on that as well from having spoken to a number of organisers now is that they do generally tend to acknowledge if you've got sort of individuals booking on that aren't part of a larger team. Um, you know, if you are new to it and you've kind of raised your hand and said, you know, this is this is kind of my first time, whatever, they will look after you. You know, it's in mm. their interest mm. for you to have a good event because ultimately you may become a returning customer. Um you know, if, if you're going to go along, get along with them, enjoy it, you'll probably go back there again for the next event. Um, yeah, so, you know, it, it's 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 worth their while to make sure you try and have a good time. So they'll probably put you in almost like a little misfits group, um, you know, probably with a few senior people that kind of have a little bit of experience under the belt. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, and obviously there's, there's, um, there's varying types of obviously events as well you've so you've got your hard routine events which are sort of that's still in the gray area of where they are um you've got your film sims battle sims combat mission style which is like the defiant guys like to refer to it as like your combat mission so you will be carrying it taking them part in in combat style gameplay um and there will be a mission element to it so hence the combat mission which i, I perfectly agree with you know totally agree with that that's a wicked way of describing it um and again yeah it's just it's just choosing what you think would be best for you and it will be it will be trial and error 
Mm. We will be trying battle sims again. as well. You know, yeah, smaller exactly. events. Uh, Legion, Legion are quite good for those sort of single day, uh, yep. single kind of game events. So it's it's not it's like a day event, but it's not just you know you're you're doing sort of multiple games an hour mm. long. For example, you're doing like a full full on day. Yeah, um, you know, so. battle sims. You you know, a few sites now do night games like midweek night games. So go along mm-hmm. to a couple of them to get used to sort of going out at the, in night time. You know, your your you night set up on your rifts and that. Make sure you're happy with all that sort of thing. Um, just so you sort of prepare yourself a bit, maybe you know, yep. it's not a bad shout. Uh, Ray says, having now done both, I would say for your first time, op four is a little easier for a first timer. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Your camera's oh, just ducked out, Lance. Yeah, I have no idea why. It's probably McAfee <laughs> saying, well, whatever it is, saying. Um, cool. All right, so we've obviously picked our event. Um, we've booked on. I mean, usually the booking on procedure is 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 the if. Oh, he's gone completely. The booking on procedure is normally the equivalent of, you know, jumping on a website, buying a ticket in the same way that you would buy a ticket for a festival um, or something similar like that. Um, I don't know if Lance is coming at you there. Hello. (laughs) No no reason why that should have done that then, but it decided to go, no, no. Yeah. (laughs) But now, yes, 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 Lance, you can. Thank you. Thank you, computer. Um, Right, so the next thing to obviously do is uh, keep... Um, up to date on briefings. Uh, so normally, uh, the events, the the, the Milsim style events don't just start on the day. Normally, there's sort of a few month build up. Um, that could be in the case of sort of Octo Eight style events. There's a lot of kind of very heavy storyline driven um, posts and the like, and they you know they really go to town with um, news articles and they've got like an online uh, element to a game as well. Uh, I think it uses armor or, or some sort of similar thing to that, where they kind of role play uh, little scenarios and things to kind of build the story that you will then obviously jump into when you're you're on your live game. Um, Legion are very good in terms of issuing sort of uh, advanced warning notices, uh, sort of documentation. You sort of, I mean, I, I, I've never been in the army, so I can't really liken it to a, a realistic scenario, but you definitely feel like you're being geared up for sort of a, a proper tasking and a proper sort of, um, you know, it's sort of a, you're, you're being inserted into uh, an AO to do something. And that's that's from a Blue 4 perspective. Um, Rage, I'll have to let you kind of jump in from an Op 4 perspective for that. Um, but there's there's sort of a lot of build-up and storyline to that. Um, Defiant, I know Defiant had lots of sort of like little things being dropped here or there in terms of um, sort of like clues and bits and pieces and sort of, you know, like a slow ramp up to the event. It's <laughs> Anvil says. I see Lance is still in that wood. Um, I know. You know, a lot of events they're trying to. A lot of the events they're trying to sort of build your immersion uh, into that game. Um, so you know, it's they will be. You know, there'll be WhatsApp groups and Facebook groups and all sorts of different groups. Um, Ed made the point that you in the next stages you download every single messaging app and social media platform to make sure you get all of the events information because yeah, it will just absolutely. be like everywhere. <laughs> You'd be like, good God, what am I going to do? How, how am I going to process this lot? <laughs> um, I mean, it does get confusing sometimes if you've got sort of two or three events lined up, you can find that you're bombarded with all this information and it almost ends up washing over you a little bit. Mm. Um, but you know, Ultimately, if you really want to kind of get the most from that event, you're probably going to be wanting to read up on the bits and pieces because it it builds that storyline and the kind of the live action role play around what you're doing uh, on that event itself. 
Yeah, Defo. So. Nice, cool. nice. Well, that leads us nicely into, obviously, yeah, ensuring that you've been added to your, your faction groups and bits and bobs like that. So you're not going to miss out any on that intel. Um, and like we said, you know, there can be several. You know, there can be a main chat for the actual event. There can be your JTF chat or your Op4 chat. And then there'll be your section chat. And then there'll be this chat. And it's just like, wow. So, you know, you know, be careful not to add all, add them all. You know, the, the, the necessary ones would be ideal just to sort of keep you in the loop. And then you'll, obviously your emails and that as well. Make sure you're checking your emails, your junk folders for any intel you're getting from the event organizer to be printed off or like your waiver forms and things like that. Yeah. They'll always be sent out to you electronically, which is always good. Um, and then for before, obviously, this is prior to the event, is obviously ensuring your family know the location, duration, and have contact details for the event you're going to. Um, you know, whether you're 18 or, or 38, you know, it's always good to let someone know that where you are for the weekend and how to get in touch with the site if anything was to happen. And then along with that as well, like me and Mike do, Mike's got my number for contact home for me uh, and likewise for him. So if anything, if, if his phone breaks, he can use my phone to contact home, this, that and the other, you know, so a bit of safety there, making sure. Nobody knows anyone's mobile numbers nowadays. It's a nightmare. If I lose exactly, my phone, yeah. I can't talk to anyone. I'm just like, oh, uh, I don't know. I can ring work yeah. when no one's there. Ring the work. Yeah. Yeah. Ring the police and say, I'm not missing. Like, could you ring my wife for me? Just look her up. That's fine. That's fine. But yeah, so that, yeah, a little bit, so a little, just an easy bit of housekeeping, you know, making sure you that you your family or loved ones have got um, contact details for the site you're going to be staying at when you when you're due to leave, when you're going to be home, you know, bits and bobs like that, always handy. Uh, well, just hang on, just before we go too far, um, Rage said another thing to consider is you have to think about the cost. Uh, an event will be about a hundred pounds. Food could be sort of thirty to sixty with water, and then the cost of getting there, you can easily look at two hundred pound minimum. For, for actually attending that event, um, so that's an interesting consideration as well. Something I don't think we actually put on our list. No, no, I don't, I don't think really the cost of it. Yeah. It was more with money like... being tight at the moment. You know, a lot of people are struggling what, with the price of fuel and stuff. So it is something to consider, um, especially with certain events. You know, if if you're going to be going into, I mean, I found this the the recent Defiant one where we're all going as DEA. Um, everyone was buying left, right, and centre DEA branded stuff, um, and you know you could go fully to town you could spend 300 pounds easy on dea kind of different tops and jackets and hats and stuff like that um and that's you know that's just that's not even required necessarily for the event so it's just something to bear in mind as well you can kind of let your your, your money run away with you didn't andy buy dea socks and they were actually stopped at customs weren't they something like that yeah they didn't they didn't allow his socks into the country no sockies <laughs> for you sir um yeah Rage also said, I have to be honest and say Legion have been slipping recently with a build-up to events. Still nothing out for the event in July. Oh, that's interesting to hear. Hmm. Hmm. But then having said that as well, because there's the Octo event this weekend, and I've not seen the media too busy with Octo stuff leading up to that as well. I've seen we've a few bits that. and pieces here and there. Yeah, I know, um... it's, normally, it's normally been quite like, like relatively detailed and... Um, Unless it's obviously because I was sadly I can't make it, so I'm not, maybe I'm not paying as much attention as what I should have been. Nah, you're just not in the groups. I'm just not in the groups. Oh, fuck it. We weren't that div in there for. He's not even coming. Get out. <laughs> Go on. Get bike. Get out of it. <laughs> ah, in terms of the um, critical information, the like uh, Anvil uh, has kindly jumped in. I have a road ID tag that stays on my watch strap with any critical information on it. That's quite useful. Um, yeah, that's a good shout, mate. Because yeah, it's 
I say it, it, it's things like medicines as well. You know, I mean, like if you've got any um, proper proper medical conditions and you need to be taking pills for something, or mm. you know, if you're going to suddenly collapse in the woods because you, I don't need some specific pill or shot or breathalyzer or I, I don't know whatever the thing or atomizer or whatever they're called. Um, you know, make sure that you let people know. Um, you know, it, it just, it's not worth dying over. It's, it's a game. No, yeah, and it gets, it like underlying health conditions, you know, make sure you let your team leader or your, or your, or your teams, you know, your, your, um, your OC, if you like, and the event organizer privately, you know, if you don't, you don't have to blurt it out at the end of the main briefing when he says, anyone got any questions? Oh yeah, I've got all this wrong with me. I've got, uh, a rash. Just let you all know. I've got loads <laughs> of stuff wrong with me. Um, you know, have a quiet word near ear, any medication you're taking, where it's kept, you know, and obviously you, you'll have emergency contact details on your waiver form for your, for your family and stuff in here. So, yeah, always make sure you let some people know. Always good. Because you're all pals, you're all buddies. You've got to look out for each other. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Right, so we've booked on. We've, uh, we're all genned up on the event itself. and We know what's going on. We know when we've got to be there. What's next? Yep. Uh, so now we're, moving, we're sort of moving on to your kit then, I suppose. The good stuff. Ooh, my favourite. So yeah, so ensuring your kit meets the requirements of the game as far as possible for you to achieve. Uh, check the minimum requirements of camo patterns or loadouts, uh, along with the use of helmets and other head covers. Again, these may differ depending on the event and the organiser, so do check because you've been allowed to use a soft hat at a JTF event or a NATO. Uh, if you was on a NATO team at one event and you were allowed to use that head cover, you may not be using it at another event on NATO it's a different organizer, a different set of rules. So just yeah, make sure that you're prepared and you're gend up on the minimum uh requirements for uh for kit, you know, and bits and bobs like that. So that's one of the Which, first things I again to, to just I did cover this briefly in the introduction, but you can use our typical kit list as a bit you of a can. Um, <laughs> it's not the be all and end all. Uh you'll probably find that there are things that you want to take off, things you want to add, um, but it is a good start for 10. Yes. So Number one on the list is the November Foxtrot kit list. Funny enough. <laughs> so, yeah, your kit. Um, obviously, please make sure you're confident with the kit that you're taking with you. Uh, by this, we mean have you field tested your kit a couple of times, um, uh, got good hands on practice with it, make sure you're familiar with setting up your tents or your bashers or your cook systems and how it all works. And, you know, it's not in the brand new wrapper when you get there. And you're sitting there unwrapping, thinking, "Oh, that's not fucking Christmas!" Like, no, that should be dirty and scratched, and you should have used that already and tried it out. Hey, Mike. <laughs> I think with a tent, you definitely want to put a tent up uh, got in to. advance got of to. needing to put the tent up, because if it's dark and raining, you ain't going to be wanting to learn how to put that tent up. Yeah, yeah. and if you do, I mean, you're missing like a key integral part of it. Like, it could be like, let's say, poles. Um, then you yeah you you're pretty screwed. But that's why we've always said you know get a basher first before you get tents and stuff. Just get yourself a tarp or a basher. That's yeah. the best way to go. But yeah, but get gear, get out in the field. You know before you go, get out in the field, get it dirty, test it out, do an overnight sleep out or something in your back garden or or, or a mate's field if he's got if he owns a bit of land. Try it out somewhere comfortable, somewhere sort of relatively safe. <laughs> you can tell you come from the middle of England, don't you? Oh, in, in a friend's yeah. uh, friend's <laughs> land. Yeah. <laughs> No, just saying, you know, loads of people have fields. Come on, you know, Gatwick, for example, there's loads of green land around that. It's got it's a big secure... old runway in the middle of it, isn't it? Yeah, it's got a fence, you know, it'd be fine. Fine. <laughs> but yeah, make sure you go out and check your kit. Make sure you, you know, have a go with it. You know, make sure you're happy and confident with it. 
Um, and it's, it's, it's another put your mind at ease sort of thing before you go to the, you know, the big the big show at the end of it. So, yeah, that's what that's always a big thing for me. Is, you know, try your kit out. Don't just get your know, brand new kit. Yeah, sit, chuck it in the bag. I'm ready to go now because I've got my cooking set. Well, have you used it? Have you, have you made yourself a meal on it? Are you, are you happy with it? Is it does it work? If it's a bit like a gas one, you've got to plug cylinders in or, or whatever. Do they work? Is it all fine? It's not leaking. You know, there's no dodgy valves or. So yeah, do, make sure you try it out. You know, please make sure you try it out. Mm. Got to be done. Got to be done. Uh, so that was that one on uh, that list there. Number three I had down, Mike, was um, ensure all weapons are functioning correctly and have been serviced clean prior to the event unless they've been recently done. So we're not expecting to clean your, you know, you can do. It's pretty good practice to get into after every milsim. You know, at least give the barrel a clean out and this, that and the other, a bit of a bit of a can of air and all the little moving parts. But yeah, make sure it's all up and running, happy days, because I've been to a few events where it's just like, oh, my gun doesn't work. How? Well, they were working. Well, when? Oh, well, I haven't used them for six months. Oh, fuck yeah. me. Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> they Again, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I'm guilty of that. I'm not going to lie. You know, I, I get them out maybe two days before the event, pray, and that's it. <laughs> Put a battery in and go. Yeah. Oh, ooh, ooh, fire. <laughs> Still works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's back in the game. <laughs> So yeah, you know, make sure you yeah, square, square, square your riffs in that way. Your pistols, you know, make sure your your pistol mags ain't leaking and or, or whatever it is you got, you know. So yeah, always get a bit of maintenance on that. Hmm. Uh, make sure any any items that require charging are charged, and that you have a means of recharging if needed or spare batteries. Bring spares. Definitely bring spares. They haven't got loads of spares, you know. If you've got a double A battery powered torch, you know, bring a spare double A batteries for your torch, you know. Unless they have been literally changed on the morning of when you go, but then you could click it and leave it on. So yeah, just bring a little set. They're only the only. Difference. If you um if you decide to take radios, um, I mean I'm guessing to be fair, if you're new to the events, um you may not have a radio necessarily. But if you do have a radio, please please take a spare radio battery because there is nothing more frustrating than towards the middle of the second day. People going, oh, I can't hear you anymore. I haven't got a radio. Yeah, I've got that. But comms are down. It's like, come on, guys. You know, the the bow fangs now, the USB ends on them. They plug into a 230 volt uh, plug socket with a USB attachment or plug them into a power bank. You know, get yourself a power bank. You'll mm. get a full charge out of one. You can only be even the little small, the Pebble Explorers, they'll do two full charges on a bow fang. They are literally half the size of my phone. Little Pebble Explorer, wicked little, um, wicked little charger that is. I've had mine for years now. Um, they, they must admit the connection's getting a bit loose, but they, it's, it's like five, six years old, and it's been hammered. Like the kids use it for their iPads every day, and I bang it back on charge. So yeah, Pebble Explorer, that's a nice little compact one. And I've, I've got the details of the other ones, but they're they're pretty good as well. Uh, bring he says bring spare bats for that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah, well, a couple of them. Oh, there's well. nothing worse than getting out into an event and you don't have a battery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, to be fair, I got all my hands up because I, I I forgot to bring mine out for my fucking thermal scope, didn't I? We I do it all control. the time. That's well, that's why I'm called Nine Volt Airsoft because my oh, my no. LMG runs the the magazine runs on nine volt batteries, and the number of times I've forgotten to replace that and then end yeah. up having no. I've got the you know the guns working fine, but there are no rounds going out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I had it with the thermal. I was looking through it, and it just started going, and I was like, oh, and it's not till that point when you think. Oh, my battery's in my rig, and I've got this rig on, and they're in that one. Yeah, one, and it's like, lads, you has anyone got a dub between eight of us? We must be able to scrounge up four double A batteries. <laughs> Everyone was hunting around, managed to get them, you know, managed to get enough enough juiciness to get it to get us back in that, which was cool. But yeah, I was like, oh, 
Got back there as well. There they are. There's the spares. Had spares. Just didn't have them on me. So yeah, make sure you've got spares to, to bring to the event. And if you're going out at night, make sure they're on your person uh, in a sensible container, which they're not, not going to make any contacts or anything in your pockets or things like that or potentially explode. So yeah, make sure they are stored safely as well. Any batteries or electrical components, dry bags. Again, big one for that, dry bags. Um, so yeah, that was a spare battery. Bomb up all mags the day before the event, so save you time. Oh, Again. yeah. Oh, that's such Bomb a good point. There is nothing more frustrating than you rock up to an event. And it's like, right, I'll, I'll see you in two it. hours. I'm going to get gonna my mags. It. I'm scared to say it. Mark Kettles. Oh, it's not just Mark. I've, we've had it with like half the team. Right, guys, we're ready to go Mark. out. I'll say I'll be there all kit kitted up, can cream on. Uh, get me a rifle over my shot. Right. right, Mike, ready? And he's just staring at me like that, going. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you haven't bombed your mags up with you. And he's like, he doesn't even talk to me now, he just shakes his head. I'm like, you're going to yeah. be long. He's like, no. Nah. I was like, you promise? He's like, yeah. I said, so I'll wait outside. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> I'll be as quick as I can. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> One of the um one of the things I, I found really interesting from a Defiant event uh, recently was that you know they made it implicitly clear you've got fifteen minutes from us telling you to go out. You know, if if you're not ready to go in fifteen minutes, then either that's asking it passed on to someone else. Yeah, and you're um, you potentially be losing the Gucci little op you're you're going out yeah. on sort of thing. Yeah. That's fair enough. Or, yeah, you, you know, you, and you, people are gonna get annoyed oh. with you, people are gonna start sh not necessarily shouting at you, but people will get very frustrated with you because it's mm. Mm. it's just bad men. Oh, I like that. Badman. Wasn't sure if I used it right. It came out sound no, like bad, badman. Bad <laughs> yeah, no, cool. I like that. Uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, bobbing your mags up, it's um it's a no-brainer, you know, just get it done. And it's the same thing when you come back in off a of patrol and that first thing you do, refill all your mags, refill any water that's been consumed, any consumables that you've used up out on the in the field, replenish your stocks, replenish your kit, make sure that is good to go. And if it takes you 20 minutes when you first get back, I know you might be probably be blowing out your ass uh, and knackered, but just get it done. And then you can think, if we're going out again in an hour and 45 minutes, then I, I, I can sit back now. I can literally sit back and chill. Especially, and another thing as well with that, with a little bit of admin, if you're a rifleman or your LMG guy, if you're basically, if you're not a 2IC, a radio op, or uh, a team leader, turn your radio off when you get back in the fob. Save your battery, you know. Even Sean, oh, hello, mate. Yeah. You don't need it on. You're in the fob, you know. You, as long as your team leader's got his comms on, his radio, your radio ops got his comms on, or your, your two IC or whatever. You know, if there's eight men in your section, only three of you need to have your comms on. You know, the rest of you guys save your batteries. Exactly, just bop them off when you get back in. Mm. You know, defo. Remember, it's, to easy, to, it's easy to plow through Apple radio batteries as well because I mean, yeah, yeah, especially, of times, if, you especially if you're sitting there up. constantly talking to people, or whatever. It's um, defo, it's, easy, defo. it's easily done. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But yes, yeah, so some good little points there, to, uh, things to remember. Um, so bombing up mags. Uh, this also goes for your speed loaders. Make sure once you've used them up, you've refilled your speed loader. You know that's that done. Um, if you've got multiple speed loaders and you use different weights, ensure these are labelled. So if you've got the little pistol nine mil mag sort of size clicky speed loaders, you're using three sixes and four threes and two eights and stuff like that. Then label them up. You know. I've done it before, and, I, and that's where I've learned that mistake from picking one up and going, oh, shit, what's in that one? And then, yeah, you know, basically cocking up and loading a load of mags that I've then got to empty out. So, yeah, label your speed loaders, um, ensuring that you've got the correct BB for your uh, for the type of rifle that you're using. Label everything. Don't label. just label your speed loaders. Label everything, yeah. because we lost your we lost your trigger flask, didn't we, for 
Um, maybe about two hours. Well, uh, technically, we didn't lose my trigger flask. Let's be in real. No, no, we didn't lose. Lance put his trigger flask here. Lance put this down on the table, didn't you, Lance? Yes, I did, Lance. John, the squits, picked it up and thought, oh, this looks just like my flask. Oh, fuck it. I should drink out of this one. So he went, walked around the fireball nonchalant, swigging away on my nice hot brew I just made. And I'm like, where's my flask gone? I can't find my flask. I ain't left it out in the field. We've got the entire section looking for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nobody's doing anything until we found my flask because it was there. And John's like, ah, mate, this is my one. No, no. And then, what is it, 25 minutes, half hour later, he's going for his bag. He's gone, oh, shit, Lance. <laughs> yeah. Just found, yeah my... was, just found my cup. That was your cup. It was a lovely brew, though. I was like, you bastard. <laughs> All's well and ends well. Got it back. Yeah. No pressure. Oh. Yeah, just, just, just. I mean, paint I'm pens. Very attached to this. I'm very attached to this. Uh, really. Yeah. So I bought and these it, off no, of. Uh... It's because John's a thieving bastard. <laughs> I bought <laughs> I these off of uh, Amazon. These are little paint marker pens. Yeah. Um, so it's not just like a. You can use a sharpie, but these are basically a uh, water-resistant, opaque oh. paint. Um, yeah, nice and it works really well. It lasts a little bit longer. Uh, than mm. like a, a in, in, in black Sharpie on the bottom, it does actually say silly goose on it, which is what my wife put on there. Um, so if he'd looked and gone, oh, look, it's not my flask because why is it? So, there he is. There, there he that John, <laughs> you swine, sir. <laughs> but yeah, label your kit so then you don't get other fuckers nicking it and then returning it once they finish the contents of it. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like me boiling a bag dinner and just like, John, no, it looks like mine. I'll eat that one. Oh no, sorry, Lance. It's not mine. This is your one, but I've eaten it. Sorry, but here's the packaging back. <laughs> Anvil says bit of sniper tape and some sharpie plus more alley points. Exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All good. All good. All good. So yeah, that's the labelling stuff. You know. So on to number six. Number six. Make sure your kit is waterproofed and sorted into dry bags prior to packing. So although the event and weather may stay may say differently, it's good to get into the habit of dry bagging all your individual kit. As much as possible, paying particular attention to spare clothing and electrical items. So yeah, although it's going to be a nice summer event, there's nothing wrong with getting into that habit of dry bagging your kit, individual kits, your foot care, you know, socks, pants, doing your ranger roll, putting it in a dry bag, some electrical items, bits of words like that. Bergen liners, 100%, mate. Yeah, Bergen liner. If you can't stretch to a Bergen liner, great big heavy duty Travis Perkins rubble sack that you can. That's really bigger than the Bergen. Couple of them inside there, they work just as well. Roll the top over. They're, they're a good hardy uh, bag, and they're a, you know a tiny amount of the price of an actual Bergen liner. But again, if you can, if you do stretch your Bergen liner, then happy days to you. Fair play. But yeah, the big old uh, big rubble sacks are just as good, fully waterproof. Mm. So, and take no a rubble sack anyway. Something something or you know, yeah, yeah, bags are okay, sacks, but rubble sacks are a lot more versatile. For your gash bags or something like that, bit of yeah. to let your rubbish up, keep keep your admin squared away, and all rubbish that off the ground is always good. Especially, it helps the organiser out at the end of end end of, end of an event when there's not just just detritus everywhere. If you've kept on top of it throughout, you know, just bag up your own individual little bit of kit, chuck it in the bin liner, and then nine times out of ten, there's a, there's a bin there that you can chuck it in or take it home with you. At least it's all double bagged, then it's not going to leak or anything. So, yeah, waterproofing your kit is essential, and then obviously making sure that kit bags and clothing that require any waterproofing to be put on them if you've not done it for a couple of years. Um, your knit wax, uh, you're going to wash it through your, your, um, your washing machine at home with a knit wax mix or your your, uh, your Fab Seal Golds or whatever it is you're using. You know, treat that, 
do all your waterproofing agents where needed uh, and do it well in advance of the event, you know, a couple of weeks beforehand, give it a chance to hang out in the garage or somewhere or outside just to let it air out, get rid of that sort of like the uh, solventy sort of smell. Um, and again, now I've actually put that on there as well, label your kit, uh, clothing, jackets, hats, anything like that, you know, just pop your initials in there or whatever. Um, and yeah, but the waterproofing side of it, yeah, as and where it's required. You know, if it's obviously a brand new jacket, you may not need it, but certainly like the British Army smocks and that, I always give that a treatment once a year. It doesn't, it rarely gets washed, so it is gipping, but, um, you know, I just find layers, layers of dirt and waterproofing seems to do the trick quite nicely. <laughs> always good. It's important though, you know, I mean, ultimately you can be out and about, the shower comes down and you're going to get wet, so. Mm. Oh! Hey! Hello, hello. Sorry, I'm late. It's all right. How's the culverts in the in the in the countryside? They look lovely. Lovely today. There's a <laughs> massive there was a massive boulder in one, so uh, we had to try and move that by. Just pure manliness. Pure manliness. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Just stare at it in a manly way. That's oh, like I, Jedi. I, I, I just kind of sat. At, I just sat in the hole and just went, yeah. That's, Fucked us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's shag that, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Grace got to work late again tomorrow. Pricks. <laughs> Good one, Boulder. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Did you draw a sharpie face on it just so you had something to shout at? Yeah. <laughs> Give it a personality. Really, really go to town. <laughs> Wilson, you're massive. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Anvil said, I thought Andy had grown some epic mutton chops, but it was just his collar. Mega disappointed. No, <laughs> I'll try. Although I've got to shave it off. So, Oh, you've got your uh, confined spaces coming up, haven't you? Yeah, I'll, I'll push it back to next month just to keep it a little bit. Can you just like stay outside the hole and send someone else down? <laughs> well, yeah, and still get the pass on the course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what if I promised not to go in the in the confined space? <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah. confined spaces management course. It's like, yeah, you yeah, go yeah, down yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I am a viewer of confined spaces. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm um, doing that after. I'm doing that after the confined space. <laughs> right, bring us back on topic. You've got to do both. Yes, sorry. Bring us back yes, on topic. Uh, How far? No, it's fine. Ray said, dry bags can cost. Uh, once you have a few uh, for your first event, bin bags will do. Then if you enjoy, uh, you can buy dry bags as you go. Yeah, uh, definitely. Dan says mate. you can also get them in Hobbycraft. Woo. I know uh, millets do. Uh, do you know what? I've got oh, no, hang on. Hang on. Them. Sorry. We're talking about the ink, the paint pens. That's slightly oh. different. Um, but Dan has said that you can get dry bags from Sports Direct. Sorry. I'm oh, trying to follow the chat at the same time. It's uh, um, And Kenny says that rubble sacks make good, cheap liners. They certainly do, mate. Yeah, I've used them several times myself. I mean, you can even go as far as to have a couple of a rubble sacks doubled up, rolled over in the base of your Bergen with your Bergen liner inside it. You know, just to be totally, you know, if your bottom of your Bergen sits in a sodden bit of grass or a deep, deepish sort of puddle, then you've got that triple light, triple layer there keeping your kit dry, which is as always long as good. You and dry, and it doesn't matter. That's it, mate. Exactly. Use whatever. Zip freezer bag. Again, yeah, zip, yeah, it's an option, mate. Zip freezer bag. Nothing wrong with it at all. Nothing wrong with it at all. Obviously, Actual bag liners or dry sacks, and that they are, they're yeah, I've got one. <laughs> Funny enough, here's one I got earlier. So yeah, they are. They're obviously they're more robust than your standard Ziploc bag, freezer bag. They're um, but you know you can go. These are the ones actually I got from Millets. Uh, I think it's called. They're green ones. 
active camouflage. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'll tell you what, old, old, old silly and Mustang ain't got nothing on me, mate. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, so I, I can't even turn. Oh, okay, there we go. Look, it's white on the inside. There we go. So yeah, these are the millets ones. I've not had any issues with these at all. This is what I keep sort of like me uh, notepad and pen and stuff like that in it. But yeah, always good, always good. But yeah, there's nothing absolutely nothing at all with the like a Ziploc bag or like, even the bags that you get in the British Army ration packs, which I usually use to put my rubbish in. They're just as good. Save a few of them up. They're wicked, wicked little bit of kit. Yeah. So uh, yeah. the last couple of weekends have had um, buy one get one half price. Yeah, I've been getting um, a load of sales so stuff. That's quite from that's quite good. Um, and they've got like if you sign up to their card, they send you a 15 percent off every every couple of days. Nice. Which is, I uh, think I bought. Early. I got a set. I got a blue. I think it was blue, red, green, and yellow. I think I got a set of four bags. I think they were thirty quid. Was it two for thirty quid? Something like that. Um, so yeah, there's some wicked deals to be had, and they're, they're very good. Yeah, I've not had any problems with them at all, or ripping or tears or anything. But um, you got them. You have got the Xped ones as well, which which more the squaddy sort of use tend to use the old OD greens and the blacks, um, and Sealskin do their own ones, which are going to be sort of uber expensive. But again. Uh, good stuff, all good kit. Even Gigi, welcome along. So yeah, yeah, waterproof in your kit, dry bags, uh, by any means necessary. You know, all good, all good stuff, all good stuff. Cool. Packing. <laughs> there's Damn a comment. Straight. There's a couple comments that have been listed uh, <laughs> about packing. Are you packing? Uh, You're damn right. <laughs> so fresh meat said earlier. He said, for your first time out, be prepared to have half your house packed into a bergen, and you won't use any of it. Mm, yep. so, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It'll happen. It'll happen. I was actually trying to dig out the picture of me, Dan and Kenny from our first over uh, weekend event at APOC. And like I said, it, I was like that thing out of the, uh, out of the scrapyard in Labyrinth, just this backpack just went up and up and up behind my head. Like, honestly, it was ridiculous, but there we go. But yeah, and that moves us on nicely. Obviously ensure you pack all your equipment methodically and are aware of the locations of items within your Bergen rucksack or hard cases, etc. So, you know, once you've done it the sort of the first time and you're comfortable and happy with it, you know, Remember where it goes and, and and repeat the process so you get into the habit of knowing where stuff is. Left hand rocket pouch, right hand rocket pouch, the little pouches on the front, or if you've had it, um, if you've had it tailored and you've got your three utility pouches at the front, your poncho roll, you know, just how you go about putting your kit away and, and, and keeping it all square sort of nicely so it's easier, far easier to uh, to uh, to sort of pack a future events in that then. Yep. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. Also, those dry bags as well, they help. Like you can yep. colour code everything. So you can yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. Have you color code it, say blue. blue? What about you, Mike? With your um, with your tank bag, that's a good bit of kit. Yeah, so I mean, that, mm. that's probably I would say more uh, for those that have been doing the events for quite a while. But you know, the, the fundamental problem I always had is that you take something out of your kit and you don't put it back straight away, or it doesn't have a place. Um, so you know, when you whenever you set a plate carrier, chest rig up, something like that, a really good way of making sure that you know what you've got, where you've got it. You don't need to sort of feel around. He's obviously place things in the same place. And then not so much muscle memory, but you, you know, start getting used to the fact, right, that's there. I know where that is. So, you you know, you've got stuff in the same place. Whereas whenever I was packing a burger and I was finding that I was just randomly placing things in different places, because, you know, you, you get home, you take everything out, you pack it away. Next event, you get the burger out, you pack it up, and it's all slightly different. Um so you know, color coding, making sure things are in the same place. Um, mm -hmm. We we can talk about the the tanker bag specifically in another episode because I know we've talked about that previously quite a lot. Um, but having having a way that you can organize stuff will mean that you won't lose it. 
Your yeah. first event, you will just literally turn up to site and your bag will just go, and there'll be shit everywhere. Yeah, um, yeah but, just try and keep, just know. try and keep it minimal. Try and keep it minimal. Try and be a real, try and be as realistic as you can. I mean, I didn't really when I first did a milsim, I just didn't have any inclination of using social media, or I wasn't aware of any airsoft groups or things like this, um, or magazines or anything like that at all. So I'd literally just like, right, okay, uh, let's pack this, 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 and this. I took rations that would have done a full section for about a week and a half. Yeah. I must have had, I must have yeah. had eight, eight or nine main meals in one of my rocket pouches, as well as snacks and powdered drinks. And I think Christ, I think I had three of them in the end of that. So it's, it's all wanna... scaling back. Yeah, go on. Just want to show this image. So this is um I had actually been mill swimming for a few years at this point, but this was my first time wild camping. Um and I kind of regressed to my first stage of mill sim um and ended up well, I'm the guy so the image I've shown is um there, there's me and a guy called James who is a Duke of Edinburgh expedition leader. Um he has a small sixty litre backpack on, whereas I've got a hundred and twenty litre Bergen plus everything hanging off the sides of it. Um and I I don't know how I survived that weekend because the amount of stuff that I was carrying around and that, you know, you were trekking miles um, with that load. So, um, it's yeah, good though, and... I mean, it's good fizz, nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to try and minimize <laughs> yeah. the amount of kit you're carrying, though. Why is it you've got legs to die for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, genuinely, if I lost all my, if I lost all my belly, I'd have amazing legs because my legs have been used to carrying me around for so you've many years. You've got lovely legs anyhow, darling, you know, yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> No fish in it. Yeah. Well, that got weird. <laughs> that got weird quick. Uh, moving on. Of course, I turned up. I <laughs> it just goes downhill. Yeah, do you know what? Yeah, there's been no innuendo or anything to you, got here. You in are a bad influence. And I didn't even say anything that time. No, no, no. It was. It was, it was I could see you giving me the look. It's the look. <laughs> right. Um, in terms of packing as well, James C. Uh, a friend of mine found out when we went wild camping. He had left his tent bags at home and had to borrow my spares. There we go. Spare um, so pegs, mate. It's, spare it, pegs. it's important to pack properly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, cool. sorry, I was just with. queued those up earlier. So um... yeah, no, nice, nice, nice. All good, all good. Yeah. Uh, Use our so... list. Yes, mm. obviously we mentioned yep. yeah, list. Yep. <laughs> that was number one on the kit list. Was to make sure you've got our kit list. Got uh, our check kit sheet. List. <laughs> yeah. yeah, number one on the kit list. Have you got the kit list? Yes, I have the kit list. You can tick that off. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so obviously, labeling you get insured, all you've packed all your equipment methodically and aware of locations of items when you burger, and rucksack, in case, etc. Pre check, check, and then check again. So, Terry's mentioned that, you know, practice packing your kit. I mean, my, my, my missus takes a rips me to shreds. She's like, you've been doing this for years now. But it's always that one time where you think, right, well, I won't bother checking, it's fine. You've not got it when you get there. And you think, you know, I've just driven two hours, I've not got, there's no means of me getting that kit, you know. So, pack your kit up, unpack it, make sure you're happy with it. Anything that you might be missing, double check your checklists and and, and just get yeah. It's just good practice. It's it's good drills just to get used to it. If you especially if it's your first event, once you're happy that it's all packed up, get it all out and pack it again. Yeah, because you might find especially... a different method that you're more comfortable with, or or once you're packed up, think to yourself, right, I need to get I don't know, I need to get my first aid kit. That should be one of the first things you should be able to get to in your, especially if you're living out of Bergen for a weekend. That should be right at the top of your rock pouch, top of an admin pouch. Inside the little zippy lid bit, first aid kit. Yeah. Or I've in my one, I've got a Gore-Tex jacket and my first aid kit in right in the top of my Bergen. Just so it's, it's easy to grab to. Even go as far as having a little handheld torch in there. Because it's a quick thing that you need to get. So things like that. And you'll find different methods of doing it and different ways of packing it. And you think, oh, I didn't like that sort of orientation. Now I've done that. So 
I'm going to try this setup now. Yeah. But and it helps with the nerves as well. Yeah. It will do, your yeah. first orientation will never be the one that you stick to. I keep changing oh, mine every... I'm, I'm sort of settled on mine now, but I keep going, ah, actually, that's in a bit of a shit position. I'll move that. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly, mate. Exactly that. And and it depends, again, see, like, the Burger event, I'd be really inclined just to run a belt kit webbing rather than mm. worrying about a plate carrier because a lot of the some of the smaller bits or the admin items you can you can actually lose them in your in your not lose them but you can there's a comma that you can accommodate them in, in your webbing yeah definitely. and it takes away having them smaller items inside your bergen which allows you to just have like the bigger bulkier stuff your rations obviously you'd have a, a, a one main meal at least in your in your webbing set uh a couple of bottles of water you know your cook set perhaps um but it will free up a bit of a real estate in your bergen for the bigger bulkier stuff you know you can carry some additional water in there and actually you will be dumping your bergen off at your harbour area or, or or in a stash or something at the site uh, and coming back to it at a later point so at least you've got your essentials on your in your belt kit so yeah i would i would highly recommend a, a belt kit um if you are running a bergen for a weekend in like a forestry sort of game it, it's it's a it's a lot easier a lot easier uh anvil's just ask us does the list have take <laughs> extra toilet roll on it doesn't actually have toilet roll on there we might have to do a Mark two of the kit list. You haven't put toilet roll on there. No, I You've think got I've got baby wet wipes, wipes anti back wipes, and stuff on there. So, I... yeah, you do definitely need a shit kit. Yeah, um, got to have your arts napkins because, uh, well, for obvious reasons, you know, there you go. <laughs> yeah, or to see business brown and and in, in cancel that toilet roll. That's what I tend yeah. to do. But yeah, <laughs> I think that's what a few of us do. Exactly, yeah, bit of toilet roll <laughs> off the roll would <laughs> be good. You know, don't take a roll of bog roll, just wrap a load off, put it in a little line. plastic, little, little jiffy bag type thing. You know, I can't get to that, it's got loads of stuff on it, but you know, little click shut bag with some bog roll in it, keep it nice and dry until it's needed, of course, till the big event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, right. So, we've we've obviously we've booked in, we're all aware of the event, we know what's going on, we're packed, we're ready to go, we're there, we've turned up to the event, we've obviously, um paid any kind of outstanding balance we, you know the, the organizers know we're there uh what do we do now well number one on the during event bit i've got is uh listen well to any briefings given by the event staff team leaders or your factions oc when needed record details to remember and, and it's obviously a notepad and pen part of your admin sort of stuff so yeah i mean especially if it's your first event you know make sure you're listening oh make sure you listen in you can't listen to anything else it's knocked to the earpiece out um yeah make sure you're listening <laughs> to the uh to any briefings that are given especially the safety ones especially the rule sets you know sometimes they can get a bit confusing um they, and they can vary like medic rules and and uh and contact rules and, and contact rules and things like that what counts as a kill what doesn't count you know area of effects for grenades and stuff like that you know make sure you're savvy on hard cover and standing behind a twig or a bit of bracken old and up like that doesn't count as hard cover um you know like, trust me i've encountered it before there's a fallen tree in front <laughs> yeah. of me what does that got to do with anything? Yeah, but there's a fallen tree there. It's hard cover. It's, it's, it's lower than your shins. How can it be fucking <laughs> yeah. hard cover, you clown? Do you know what I mean? I've, I've, made, I've had it, yeah. It's like, well, that's, that's bollocks. I'm like, you're absolutely right. That is bollocks because you are dead. <laughs> yeah. I'm behind a leaf. <laughs> yeah. You cannot see me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, listening into any rules, briefings, um, uh, safety briefings are a big one, you know. And, or, and any other details that they want to give you out of bounds areas, things like that. Make sure you, you're clued up and then, and then mark down on a map if you need to record any details. Definitely um, the out of bounds ones. 
out of bounds stuff. Like, yeah, they want to be wandering some old girl's back garden. <laughs> It's uh, never a good day. Well, potentially a good day. Depends what you like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Having a notepad. <laughs> I know. I know. We sort of mentioned that, but the notepad, and pen. <laughs> the notepad and pen is very important. Um, you know, because there'll, there'll be a lot of information thrown at you. Um, and having a watch as well is, is I would say, almost vital. Um, the number of events you sort of you go to and you see people that don't have watches, and you're like, well, how how can we coordinate? You know, mm. what we're going to do? We'll, we'll we'll attack when. The owl hoots four times. <laughs> like, <laughs> what time should we? We will attack at dusk. Yeah, dusk. yeah. We've already got those. We've already got those yeah. two options because <laughs> yeah. no one's got a watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that, that's a fair one. Yeah, definitely. You bits of little, little additional bits of kit and a watch. So it's a general thing, though. I mean, Christ, everyone must have a watch, surely. Um, number two on the list, we said ensure. Um, uh, if you're unsure, ask a question. Um, I've, I've always said the only stupid question is the one that doesn't get asked. You know. Make yeah. it, might, it could be really silly. It might make you look a bit daft for asking it, but you've asked a question and it puts out the bed. You know, no worries. Ask a question. You know, it's, it's always better to just to ask. Um, if you're a lone wolf in a team of strangers, make a point of familiarising yourself with your team members. Um, as awkward as this may be, uh, I'm sure they'll be welcoming. You know, you're, at the end of the day, you're in their team. They're going to make you welcome. They're not going to cast you out. Um, good icebreaker. Can I just say, guns. if you rock up as a lone wolf, though, don't be like, yeah, my name's Maverick and I'm a, a lone wolf. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't, be, run, don't, don't be run that. The <laughs> don't be that sort of lone wolf. Don't be at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know what I mean? You know, icebreaker, you know, high chaps and uh, have a sweet Just give day. everyone a kiss on the cheek. Or guns. You right? Yeah. Bonjour! Why are you called Frenchy? My first, my first person. <laughs> yeah. I uh, just kissed everyone. Uh, I'm glad you like that. So yeah, familiarise yourself with your team. Uh, you know, have a good laugh. You know, break the ice. Talk about guns, sweeties. Best bit of pyro. Best kills. Best event. All that jazz. Uh, and then we had keep your kit squared away. And you're admin on point. Don't let your DOS area get or cop bed and and Bergen get messed up. You know, leaving kit kit everywhere. It's you know, it's a bit of a shitty thing to do. You know, keep yourself all squared away. It's not really a, it's not a good day for anybody if you just leave your kit all uh, kit bomb. Yeah, first event exactly that, yeah. mate. Uh, make sure you keep it all squared away, and uh, yeah, it, it, it reassures you. Then you know, you know where stuff is. Nothing's going to get lost. You know, you're not going to leave. You're not going to leave magnetic O lights stuck to a bunk. And uh, drive away from the site, and then realise you've just lost over a hundred pounds worth of torch. Donated, donated. Which some squaddies now got gleaming bit of kit. You bastard. <laughs> yeah. no, fair play. <laughs> At least you know it's gone to someone in the armed forces. <laughs> That's, yeah, That's the only reassuring thing. Oh, shut up, Andy. It did. <laughs> it was, it's two two had to have been. Oh, it was hundred percent. Two two. The only one would have been able to spot it. Yeah. I didn't show you my new way, like did I? Bloody Perrin too. That was a shit torch in here. I didn't like it. <laughs> Had that review down. That was all lies. Well, well, I bought a new one. <laughs> the magnet was spot on. Yeah, and it blends in nicely to metal bunk beds. So just be, uh, just be warned. Yeah. <laughs> this is when you go back and no one can take it off because of the magnet. <laughs> it's just left there. Um. So yeah, you obviously you you're bad men. Yeah, making sure you keep your stuff squared away. Um, and then number six that we had there is uh, before and immediately after patrols, taskings, ensure your mags are bombed up, like we mentioned earlier. Pyro safely stored in a suitable pouch. Batteries fully charged when required. Um, 
water bottles, bladders full to the brim, and any rations or or sundries that have been used up whilst on patrol have been replenished before you think about talking bollocks yeah. and fannying about for an hour and a half because you've got a bit of stand down. Make sure all them little bits are done. You know, bomb your mags, refill all your drinks, uh, and any uh, any consumables that have uh, been used up on your kit out on patrol have been uh, replenished and ready to go for the next one. Yeah, definitely. Always good. Don't, good don't drills sit to there get into. Have a sit down. Yeah, exactly that. Definitely exactly jump that. straight in and get that done because otherwise mm. you're just going to be, you're, you'll be the one that regrets it at the end of the day when you're five minute turnaround and you're back out and you haven't done anything and you're going exactly that, mate, one yeah. mag, no water, no little munchies, no ammo, and you're just kind of going, well, this is fun. Exactly that, mate. Exactly, hundred percent, hundred percent. And then along along with that as well, also ensure any mission specific items or specialist kit um, are either ready to go for your next task in, or for the next team's task ins, or they've been signed back into the stores or wherever it is you've gotten from, or given to the DS as designated by your TL, and that'll all be outlined after this event, after the um, after this patrol. You know, whether you've got an EOD type kit or anything, it needs to be returned to here. Um, for the next section to use at some point or keep it on you and hand it over out in the field. So, yeah, all those things will be detailed to you. So just, you know, square it away with your team leader. Where do you want me to put this or who do I hand this to? Um, make sure that any issues you encounter are raised to your team leader or OC to be addressed with the events DS. Um, no matter how it may, um, you know, it may create a bigger problem. Oh, my bloody camera's gone again. <laughs> bloody McAfee. Honestly, I might drop out for a second. <laughs> and I might be That's back. Fine. Who knows? I'll um, um so just just in case you are new to Mill Sims or sort of the uh, the lingo um so a TL is your team leader um your OC I actually don't know what well, who's o, your what? OC yeah he's written OC I think it's IC OC IC it should yeah. be which is your sort of in command basically yeah uh, not and OC the DS are um. I'm not exactly sure the exact definition of DS, to be fair. Is it drill staff or... Officer in command or your CO be your commanding officer. Um, DS oh, is... commanding officer. Yes, it'll be your director. Yeah, isn't that CO, not OC? Well, you can officer in command or commanding officer. You can have OC ah, or CO. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, DS will be your directing staff. Directing staff. Oh, go. I haven't heard OC. Dead stock. OC before. <laughs> Dead <Yeah>. stock. <laughs> <laughs> Or officer commanding is a very British yeah. way of saying it as well. That's a very British way. Officer commanding. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely boy. Like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. I can't do it with the wax. <laughs> yeah, Rage says, um, I see uh, officer commanding whenever I encountered that in Milsim DS's directing staff. So, mm. There you go. Ooh. Cool. You got the acronyms. Love that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but, uh, yeah, it was any safety issues and things like that. You know, make sure you address them straight away. You know, it, it might not be a massive problem at the time you're noticing it, but it could create a big problem later on. So yeah, worth mentioning it. You know, they might be aware of it already, but at least then you can sort of rest assured. Well, by you know, mentioned it to someone, but they're aware of it. So all good. Nice. Yes. Uh, right. Okay. So there's all sorts of things that have been thrown into the chat. So uh, I will cue through some of those. Dan said, what sort of gun would you recommend for your first mil sim? Something tuned to the max or dependable and reliable, hardly tuned. Um, I think, just to clarify, I think it depends on what point you're joining a mil sim event. So if you're, presumably, most people won't necessarily just go, I'm going to do mil sims now. Um, you know, there would be an element of starting in airsoft. 
You know, it, it won't necessarily be someone that's gone down a corner shop and bought a, a, a cheap pistol and then gone, oh, I'm going to do the full on thing. Maybe they are. I don't know. Um, so I would suggest that maybe they've probably already got a fairly reliable airsoft weapon of some sort. Um, but then yeah, I, I just sort of clarify that. But yeah, guys, what do you think? I would say dependable. It would be the main one. Um, unfortunately, with the people that you will be playing against, they will have uh, tuned up to the max um, weapons because it's just that they've been a lot of people have been doing it for a long time. But yeah. as long as you go out with a dependable weapon that you know that's going to carry on fine for the duration of the weekend, that's all that matters, really. You'll still have fun. Um, if you don't have one that's got the range yeah, of other mean... people, just get closer. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a problem as as long as it will last you for the weekend. That's what my priority would be. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, we I had a conversation the other day um, regarding the like airsoft rifles. Now, you know, um, the QC on um, various companies that are bringing new rifles and that to the market, and and how a lot of people across the board from from TM to Bolt. You know, to 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 G and G Aries, everything. You know, Crytek. How some of the people have noticed there's been sort of little minor little glitches and things that weren't quite as good to a couple of years, like pre-COVID sort of mm. stuff. So whether their quality control sort of slipped a little bit of late, um, not from anyone in particular. Um, I'm a member of the Bolt, uh, the uh, the Bolt owners sort of group on Facebook, and, and a few guys have mentioned in there about some of the things that they've encountered. And we've actually got one of the guys from Bolt is a member of the chat, and he's he's sort of answering people's questions and offering some reassurance and, and obviously advice and bits and bits like which is great. Um, but yeah, I mean, a standard M4, let's say a GNG combat machine. Uh, is it, yeah. I know I know people are going to do them up to the nines. They're going to put MOSFETs in this, that, and the other. But um, how how much farther? Well, what more range are you going to get from chucking five hundred quid's worth of upgrades into a into a hundred and fifty pound AK, for example, than the standard AK? Is it going? To, I mean, we're, we're talking meters. We're not talking yeah. hundreds of meters. We're talking no. within a hundred meters. You know, if, if 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 one out the box can shoot. 30 meters you're you going to be sort of getting 50 60 meters but it's going to cost you sort of three or four hundred quid to get that extra 30 yeah. meters yeah. you know oh, yeah. a, a standard a summer ak you know that will serve you perfectly for it for an op four event um because i've heard I, I, i've struggled to find someone who's had really bad experiences with a summer ak i mean that's even across the pond over in the us they bang on about get yourself summer ak just get you even if you barely use it everyone should have one because it's just one of those guns apparently i've not got one but apparently it's one of those one of those guns to have um so i think yeah i'd go especially if you're new to it but then like mike said you, you might have been airsofting for a while and you would have tuned your rifle up a bit for your skirmish days and this that and the other um so it may well be tuned up already but i don't my uh my mp5 i got from uh uh my simon mp5 blue edition that's not tuned up it, it, I, the blue edition has got better parts than yeah, the standard edition um but it's there's nothing else been done to it. Put, all I've done is put a slightly higher torque motor in it because I thought the firing rate was a bit slow. Um, but and that's perfect. I've I've don't intend to change that. The barrels the same. The hot units the same. The hot rubber and the nubs are all the same. It's the same one that came with it. I'm not, I've got no intentions of changing that at all because it works perfectly well uh, for what I need it to do. I don't want it shooting 100 meters because mm. it's an MP5. You know, it's it, 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 I can use it in any environment because it's just a good it's a good little rifle. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think something that's reliable, um, something that you've not sort of cocked about with too much. Um, but it, it's a, yeah, so I mean, it's a bit of a gambit question because it, it depends yeah, on your personal to... circumstances, yeah. isn't it, and what you what you choose to do. You know, whether you if you haven't upgraded it, and you want to do a milsim, then great, go do a milsim with it. There's Definitely. nothing wrong with it at all. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be embarrassed with what you're taking at all. Like no. you should just no. use it and enjoy it. I'm one of these people that I will buy a gun, I'll use it once, and then it will get thrown in. Oh, I'll know what's wrong with it, and I'll throw it to my tech and get it upgraded. Mm. Mm. Right, that's that's how I enjoy the game and things like that. But I wouldn't look down on anyone that just went out and they turn up to their first meal sim and the G&G comes straight out the brand new box. Mm. And like, Crack on, I'd, mate, say, your I'd say test. I'd say test it before you run out onto the field, but yeah, I wouldn't have any problem if someone just turned up and had a brand new one. The only thing I would say is I think with any uh, Milsim style event is that it's, it's not an open skirmish day. So, you know, you, you get people that rock up the skirmishes dressed as stormtroopers. They've got, um, <laughs> you know, 12 foot dildos that have been called out and they've slid them onto the end of their rifles and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not my bag. That, I would suggest that maybe if if that's your normal uh, game style play, um, maybe maybe you might want to reconsider that slightly. Yeah, have a little rethink part, on that I one. I agree. Yeah, I agree. You know, ultimately, I don't think people are going to care that much. I think it's more about if as long as you're there engaging with the event, you know, engaging with the people there, engaging with the activity, um, kind of taking on the element of immersion and role play that kind of comes with these events um then yeah i don't think i don't think anyone's going to really care no do you know what, do you know what i'd love to do? i'd love to do an event we was talking about this last night mike we? i'd love to do i'd love to do an iron sights event again mm. but stripped back like that the, we did a vietnam event at apoc um girls and boys uh a few years ago now and it was no scopes no red dots no night vision no thermal you was allowed, I don't even know if you was allowed a tack light on your weapon. I think you might have been allowed a torch on your weapon. Iron sights only. Unless you was a designated sniper. And I think the rule was as well, you, we were only allowed two snipers in the field at any one time from both, from the uh, from the VC and from the Americans. So you might have four sections or five platoons or whatever it is, but you can only have two snipers. So there'd be four snipers in total in the game zone at any one time. You could have other snipers there, but they wouldn't be playing a sniper role. And that was awesome. Yeah, that, that was, was proper good. So no scopes. There was none of that business. It was a basic rifle with your field sights, and I think you were allowed a torch. I think you were. You might not have been, but I'm sure. I'm sure you were. Uh, and we were been allowed a torch. We were. Yeah, we were allowed tracer units as well, obviously for nighttime as well. And we had green for um, the Americans and red for the uh, for the VC. Uh, that was probably one of the getting on for one of the best events weekend woodland living out your bag events that I've done. That was proper good, and that was using a 58 pattern belt kit because I couldn't get the US stuff because I wasn't prepared to spend the money because potentially I wasn't <laughs> yeah. going to do another event like it. Classic last anti sniper. <laughs> no, I'm not. I hate you. you. You say such horrible things about me, Edward. I'm not anti sniper at all, but it was a real, it was really good. It was a really good test um, for people. Oh, sorry, I'm just filling up coffee at the moment. Bear with me. Bear no, with fine. me. Bear with me. I'm done. I'm done. Um, good. What happens if you go to Vietnam style? Infrared, you know, they used to have oh, oh, star, uh, starlight. Oh, uh, was it star, star, scope star. star? Yeah, oh, what happens if you went out and bought one of those? They can't really say no, you can't use that. I would <laughs> love to be able to find it, it, one, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The one that worked. I mean, because apparently they were pretty shit then, yeah, they were crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was it called? Star something or other? It was star, I thought it was a starlight system, something like that. 
yeah. Oh, this is when we need um, TBA to uh, put to approve yeah. what we're saying because he'll be <laughs> yeah. he'll be jumping up and down right now. No, no, wrong, wrong. It's not called that. Um, but yeah, it was be- it was complete bare bones and there was no dramas about it. It was it was wicked. Oh, it was nice Starlight Night Vision it. Scope. It was called Starlight Night Vision Scope. Yeah. There we go. So yeah, they they were about. Um, but yeah, that's what it was. There was no firmware. There was no night vision. It was real back to field craft, sneaky peaky at night time, moving really slowly. Uh, and it was intense. It was really intense, you know, especially when our fire, when our firebase got hit and they were literally just coming out of the woodwork. Um, but brilliant, you know, mortars going off through the night, uh, flares. It was, it was quality. It was such a good event. You know, we had to, we had to do, um, extractions under fire from down helos and, and, and stretch your people out and stuff like that under fire. It was wicked. Really good event. Thoroughly enjoyed yeah, that. that. I'd love to do one awesome of them again. It was cool. We've actually got some really cool black and white photographs. Uh, one of the photographers actually had a camera from that era, like 60s, mid 60s, like just a little wind on. And he, he took a load of footage, a load of pictures of us out in the field. So you couldn't, you were putting filters on it. Those pictures were those pictures. It was, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, that's really awesome. good. Yeah, I'll have to dig a few, few of them out. Stick them it, up, I'd but, love yeah. to do that. But I guess with, with slightly more modern kit. Because it means that, you know, doing a Vietnam event would mean having to go and buy a whole load of Vietnam era, which I haven't got a problem well, with, but yeah, it's no. just getting its additional cost. To do, do you this, know what? This. The only thing I purchased um, additional to what I already had was a couple of 7th Cavalry patches. You've got bits of everything. <laughs> no, it was. It was a really, uh, to be fair, I know it's like, oh, we're going to, we're going to a Vietnam event, but literally I, I bought uh, a set of 58 pattern webbing. British Army 58 pound and webbing because it looked the same sort of yeah, era. Near enough. Um, I bought a US, uh, a fakey US uh, American bottle holder, like the materially mm-hmm. sort of bottle holder, the American the US canteen. Yeah, the US yeah. canteen. Um, and I had that on there. Um, I bought a, U- a, a fake US helmet. It was, it was metal. It was 30 quid off eBay. So it had, it had all the internals and bits like the old M1 helmet, whatever it was called, uh, with a jungle covering. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what's the name of the pattern? I can't think of the name. Is it Mitch Jungle or something? Uh, with a little leather strap around it. Um, I reckon I probably spent about a wanna to create a really relatively convincing load. Not a reenactment loadout by any no. shape or form. Um, but a, a one that you could get away doing it clearly be identified as a 7th Cav at a, um, a, an event sort of thing. So yeah, I was EDRL quite happy with that. Right. EDR, there we go, EDRL. Well done, Wayne. Um, so yeah, uh, it was brilliant, you know. It, and really scale back kit, you know, barely nothing. Mestin, you know, solid fuel burner. Uh, try to try to use corned beef and, and old oldy sort of foods and things like that. It was brilliant, you know. I was off. I was I was the CO for um for the for the US Marines, and I actually got served a lovely meal, um, which has been talked about a few times by Fritz. <laughs> Fritz, God bless him. Peeling spuds under fire. Never forget that. Making mashed potatoes while we're getting rounds coming in. It was fantastic. Oh. Could you imagine getting a BB in your mashed potato, though? Oh, mate, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> filling roulette. <laughs> yeah, filling roulette. Ed says, does using a Springer airsoft pistol count as starting airsoft if you're shooting your brother in the back garden? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. That's your, your ten, first tentative steps into into the world of airsoft. As long as it's Nothing your brother. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or yeah, just yeah, some yeah. random walking along the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Picking off passers-by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or naked gonna... ramblers, for that matter, as or well. Or naked yeah. ramblers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm just going to go through, because I've got, like, 20-odd things sort of queued up, and these these are just sort of general comments. Um, so, obviously, when we were talking about the stag duty and the like, um, 
there was just a lot of stuff about defiance uh, event as the uh, contact. I'm oh, sorry, it's a deer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kenny said, "Our oh, acorn falls on the floor." Let's go stand to. Um, Fresh meat said he does. He's got to admit he does enjoy a silent patrol and section recon. Um, he clearly so... said recce, and you made a point of calling it recon. Anvil says no. Anvil says we all know someone that's rocked up to the event at two in the morning with their brand new tent and pissed everyone off. Um, Yeah. Rage says don't take a pop up tent unless you're going to see Atomic Kitten with Lance. (laughs) That's that's the standard there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ed said, Lance, what did you say that power bank was called? Did you get it on Amazon? I did get it. It is the Pebble Explorer. It's a little black sort of rubberized cover. Rounded cornery sort of type thing, about half the size of my phone, about half the size of that, and it's got a a, a blue LED digital readout. So it's a ninety nine percent when it's fully charged. I think it's got two USB and a micro USB for charging the pack itself. Um, yeah, really good bit of kit, mate. Yeah, I do recommend them. I've got ones that's got um, I think you probably get about two, probably one and a half to two iPhone charges out of it. Yeah, there we go. That's the kitty. Um, yeah. oh, I've got a torch. Oh, that's not the one I've got. No. Mine's a bit older than that. Mine's, mine's quite old now. <laughs> yeah, don't come with a torch. No, none of that jazz. No. <laughs> right, if it, if you um, came with a torch, you'd just leave it somewhere, though, wouldn't you, Lance? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, it's good job to come with a magnet. Yeah. <laughs> um, for anyone listening back on the podcast, I'm just putting a few of these things up on the screen for YouTube as well. So if you want to um, go and look these things up, this whole list of the actual uh Amazon. yeah but, but ed but see if it's got any pairing two o light torches on there mate give us one will you yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um yeah, ray says i bring enough spare batteries for everybody at the bloody event really need to stop being so paranoid that i run out uh kenny then said well i'll be sorted if i forget my flashlight bats if rage is there then <laughs> um, kenny uh, rage then says kenny i could just give you my spare flashlight and then he said he meant flashlight um, so yeah, again, got weird. Uh, and then Anvil just said, also practice changing batteries in the dark. So I'm assuming that wasn't to do with the flashlight. I think that was just a general comment. <laughs> no, I think I think that was probably straight down. I think it was to do with flashlight. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think he just jumps right on the bandwagon there, just gone two, three yeah. first. He just went in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just went in. Um, just went in. Kevin, <laughs> chip in here, Kevin says badminton is a thing. I yeah, I have heard the yeah. phrase. I, it's one of these things you don't generally tend to use. Like whenever I talk to Danny, Danny always teaches me like new phrases, like. Um, yeah ting and stuff like that and i always feel like stupid saying it because i don't use it that often but then i always use phrases like gash bag and stuff like that for um like rubbish bags and things um which people always sort of pull me up and they're like what what, sorry what bag did you say yeah yeah. especially when you use it at work that's a weird environment a gash Gash bag bag. yeah Yeah. that's something else no not that gash we mean gash as in rubbish gash (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> can't put that in a bag um, My uh, Terry s- <laughs> it could be a bag <laughs> okay. Terry says um, Mike can you up for the paint pens um, so this is just the one I bought um, that seems to work quite well so that's the white version I think they do sort of various different colours uh, so 448 so there you go Edding 780 um, oh the old Edding 780 yeah no well nice bit of yeah. kit <laughs> much better than the 760 um, Ray says, if you're missing something, you can always just get a pink one with unicorns on it. Doubtful anyone would nick it then. Are we still talking um, about flashlights? No, that was something else. That was about your trigger mark. I don't think I'd have the same effect on me if it was a pink unicorn. <laughs> a pink unicorn. I'd be like, well, this um, is going to be a challenge. 
fuck's sake. Got to get through these. Uh, Ed said, remember, guys, waterproof doesn't mean heat proof. So um, just, just, this is just the funniest <laughs> yeah. thing I've ever yeah, seen yeah. at any event ever. Um, Ed, Ed was trying to uh, basically sort out some coals or logs in a fire. Um, he had his thermal gloves on um, and he's seal pulling these. Yeah, seal skin thermal gloves yeah. on. So like <laughs> 40 pounds of glove. I was going to say, you probably wouldn't get much change out of 60 quid for what, for a pair of No. Them. So he's pulling the logs about and then was confused as to why the entire back of the gloves had all melted in and like it started to... And he's like, but they're thermal. He's like, yeah, but they're, they means to keep you hot, not that they're fireproof. So, yeah, thermal, uh, top tip, fireproof are two different yeah. things entirely, mate. <laughs> um... John Connor Jennings says, well, it depends if you're eating the army rations, then you won't shit for a week in terms of the spare toilet roll. No, yes. Um, James C said, have you lot tried toilet paper tablets? They're compressed toilet paper, add moisture to them, and then they begin to expand. Um, well, I'm you have to, assuming well, they're well, like well, We're not popping it in like a suppository, are we? No, God, like no. a tampon. <laughs> <laughs> Your anal tampons. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, I think I brought an extra large tampon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they buy the beach towel version or whatever like that. It just rapidly expands. I've not heard of that. So I don't, I'm, I'm trying to get my mind around me using a compressed toilet paper tablet. So you, there needs to be I some moisture you, you nearby. You put water on it. So I think there are little, like, little things like that. You put water on it and then it expands into like a bigger... You know, you get like super compressed clothes, like T-shirts and like little cubes. Oh, so it's like See a little mini thought? toilet roll that you add water and it just... And I don't think it's a roll. mini toilet roll. But is, it, are we talk, is it like dehydrated toilet paper? I think maybe. I don't know how wet toilet paper is normally. <laughs> oh, my God. This is blowing my mind. I've had too much coffee. So, James C., in answer to your question of have we tried, no, no we haven't. No. <laughs> James, science, it will be done. Don't worry. What happens we'll if you just science. put it direct without making it wet? Don't do that with your finger. Would it... <laughs> right. Would we'll, it we'll come back to that one. We'll have to go and do some Watch science. The right, and... I know, James C. Right yeah, you put... it's like a... basically it's like a compact wet wipe. That's dry, and you put a bit of water on it. You don't piss on it because then it's well, I guess you could theoretically. Um, and then you can sort of expand it out and you'd have like a wet wipe, I guess. If you piss on it, it would be a wet wipe covered in piss, but yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Sounds like a bit of a faff. Oh, well, I'll give it a go though. I'll try anything once, within reason. <laughs> and and then if I'm drunk, then it's different. Yeah. Gigi says, How much shite should one expect going to an event wearing British DPM camo but using an M4? I don't think, depending on the uh, loadout of the expect? event. So, like, if it's like an Op Four event where you're wearing, what, I mean, is DPM it like anyway. piss taking or something? Yeah. yeah. No, should, I'll, I'll expect you not to I get any because the British DPM pattern is probably one of the best camouflages you can use in a wooded area. Much better than MTP. I have a feeling GG's from possibly from America. You might have to confirm Mate, if that because I know GG. If you're rocking before, DPM so in the US, then fair play. Yeah, I think it's quite expensive over there. You bloody I, I think Andy, you were guys, talking about uh, over there, weren't you? Guys yeah, on Gorilla Airsoft talk about it quite a lot. Yeah. I was going to go over, it. buy a load over here for like pennies, go over to an army surplus off and say, I'll do a swap for <laughs> some of well, your get decent some, American get some, gear. Get some Desert DPM <laughs> and uh, link up with Gigi when you get to the US and, and sort her out with some kit and a couple of patches of MoFo from us. Yeah, you can always do that. Where yeah, no, is. you shouldn't expect any shit. <laughs> no, no, They're probably Andy, going, it doesn't matter where you've got to go find her. September. Yeah. When you when you're when you're laying yeah. in a bush and you've got the dude driving past your GG, um, wondering where the shots are coming from, mate, then you'll be able to laugh back in the faces. But yeah, woodland areas, <laughs> mate. Uh, that that the British DPM pattern is works a treat because it's got the shadow Absolutely in, it's got the slightly lighter colour, 
it's a yeah, it's a wicked pattern. I do like it very much. Patrick says I wear some weird shit at Mill Sims. Wear what you want. No that one gives does. a fuck. Absolutely, yeah. mate. Yeah, within reason, as long as it's inside the uh, the camo pattern rules, Pedro. But then you dress as a as a corrupt police chief nine times out of ten, so you are quite a niche market. <laughs> or a baker, isn't it? <laughs> or a baker, yeah, yeah. baker. Or an olive seller. Yeah, getting... oh, that's a different event. No, that's I'm talking about no, It was the, it was the baker <laughs> that was throwing half cut loaves at people's heads as they were driving past. Cough <laughs> up. It's bad for business, there. Yes, poor business model. Just yeah. a baker. <laughs> Come and buy my bread. No, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think we probably better call it a day. We've got an hour and a half now. Um, GG's asked another question, but I'll, I'll save that until next week, and we can throw that one. Oh, in don't be horrid. No, ask it. Oh, okay, fine. Um, are there roles at Milsim for us? Uh, sold slow, old, lethargic, and decrepit people. <laughs> LMG gunners. <laughs> LMG gunners, yeah. Stag. They walk quite slowly. We want stag, yeah. Oh, yeah, we yeah. walk very slowly. There's, there's something for everyone at Mill Sims, mate. But again, that'll be in the rule set before. If, it, if, it, if you read an event, it's going to be, oh, you've got a 10 kilometer tab into an event, and that, and if, you, if you've got some mobility problems, and it might not be the. Uh... However, there might be a, another role within the event that you could carry out, um, which doesn't require you to 10k march. I've sold. never had to do one. That's definitely a patch. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm sure there's. Uh, they're all. Mill Sims are all very inclusive, mate. So I'm sure there'll be. Um, but obviously, within reason, airsoft, it's a physical sport. You know, you, you, you need to be able to sort of carry yourself. As, uh, for a certain distance and, and be required to sort of look after yourself a fair bit. Um, and it's, it, they, a lot of organizers state that, you know, that you're medically fit and uh, you're happy to carry on doing this, you know, so, you know, it's a tough one, you know, but, I had um, gout for the day at the last one I went to. So that was pretty, that was pretty tough. Um, was bad. Powered on I developed on gout way. once touch wood. I've never had it since, but I developed one at an event in my big toe. Oh, and cried my eyes out. Yeah. I yep. haven't yet. Well, I pray you never have to. But if <laughs> yes, you do, I make agree. sure you're with me because I've got loads of drugs in my bag, which stops it hurting. Nice. Most I'll of them. Be, I'll just, I'll just be with you for the drugs, <laughs> mate. To be honest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're just be coming up to me. I've got gout again. Really? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm like um, <laughs> Lance. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think you have, Andy. <laughs> last comment. Last comment from James uh, regarding the loo roll. Apparently, you can carry a month with a loo roll in a large chewing gum tub. Hmm. This, this is blowing my mind. We're going to have to buy some of these. This this might I end up video, being a James, it, I want a video. It didn't happen. <laughs> I'm going to go on. To, that's my science for next week. Science when it's a lot. That's me. Yeah, there's some science to be had there with toilet roll. Right. Uh, <laughs> lastly, and I've lost the comment, unfortunately, Terry asked if we were going to be doing our list of acronyms. We will be. And that will be going on the website. It's just we've got a lot of other exciting things in progress at the moment. Um, various bits and bobs that we're dealing with. Highly top secret we can't tell you about. So yeah, Have so we? That will be coming out on the, uh, <laughs> Probably. On, on the internet, yeah. on the website. Mike um, knows about it. I don't. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I, yeah, I keep us the, all together. The rich, some... Was it the rich, rich man's disease or the king's disease or something? They called it gout, wasn't it? Rich foods yeah, and king's disease, isn't it? And 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 as such, yes. So basically, for those that, for those that don't know, quick toe. quick gout lesson. Gout is basically the formation of uric acid crystals in the joint where your kidneys are unable to process it, and uric acid is quite high in things like meat, red meats, red wine, uh, Pork, all that cheeses. sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, and it is actually genetic, apparently. So if you you do have like a genetic disposition towards gout, so if you 
have a parent that has gout, then you may be more susceptible, but it kind of is brought on by eating a lot of um, these things. And then sort of over time, your body just sort of gives up and goes, oh, that's it. So Neither of my parents had gout. Does that mean that potentially one of them wasn't my parent? Or you just say a lot of... Why are you nodding? Is that actually a thing? I wasn't listening. Sorry, what did you say? (laughs) Oh, my God. I said, neither (laughs) of my parents have had gout. Does that mean that they're not my parents? And you're like, yeah, probably, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, you just... Sorry, no. No, 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 no. So, no, no. The point (laughs) is, is that you you have like a genetic disposition to gout, apparently. But it doesn't mean that you can necessarily have a flare-up or an attack or anything like that. So, it might just be that, you know, you are more susceptible to it. Um, But, yeah. You don't have to run GG, I manage. I've seen you run before, Rage. But Grant, it was when a Rizzler blew out your hand and you had to catch it to make a roll-up, but I did see you run. <laughs> <laughs> and he caught it as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are, there are a lot of events. Speedy, speedy move when we got attacked that time. You yeah, the he's door got the moves. Got the moves yeah, you should you see got him got throw moves. some shapes when we was at Atomic Kitten. Get <laughs> all the moves, man. All the moves. Oh, fuck's sake. Um, Gigi said, Rage, I was just concerned for running like you. I've got a bum knee and not needing a replacement. Yeah, I mean, there, there are some events where you are going to be more active than others. Than others. Um, but I wouldn't say, I mean, you know, they, it's often likened that Milsim is obviously the opposite of Speedsoft. Speedsoft is literally running around, you know, throwing plastic all over the place, CQB type games and bits and pieces like that. Whereas Milsim is def- definitely the, the other end of that. Um, you know, snipers I, lay down a lot. Yeah, snipers. Yeah, well, most snipers are fucking lazy. That's why. <laughs> oh, shit, Do I say right, if you want to get in touch with us, feel feel free if you're a sniper and you want to send your hate to Lance to uh, his, his Instagram, <laughs> yeah. Lance at the underscore punish one. Give it to um, me. You can get in touch with us on our email at nofochat or hotmail.com. Instagram is at November underscore foxtrot underscore nofo. And our website is novemberfoxtrot.co.uk. Um, the competition information will be up on the website and it will be out on the socials this week, I promise. Yes, I'm still um, I will not be ill this week, so that will be a massive You sound advantage. wonderful. You sound a lot better today than you did you yesterday. You sound lovely. I, oh, yeah, I, I was terrible over the weekend. It's not COVID, to be fair, but whatever it is, yeah. One fun story I will share with you two after the uh, the chat ends. Oh, no, no, no. We're looking forward to that. (laughs) All right. Is it I was driving home. Is it pretty bad? As bad as spotlights? No, it's it's better than that. I was driving home and I had a little (laughs) fold up of paper towel. I had a little fold up of paper towel and I just blew my nose. But we know when you sort of had the fold up, it kind of slightly open at the bottom. Went sort of against your face. Literally, I, I blew my nose and don't know what happened, but my entire face fell out. And it just went everywhere. I was wearing a black shirt today. Literally looked like a a, a seagull had pooed on me. Um, and this was on my way home. I got home to my wife. I was like, I had an accident. <laughs> yeah, I met Lance. <laughs> I made a boo-boo. I'm sorry. Oh dear. So, I've done that before. I had my car valeted once. This is a completely different topic. Um, and I had the windows up, air conditioned on. And you know when you get a bit of a, oh, oh, I've got to deal with this. I'm not going to do the noise because it makes Danny reach. Um, but I did that, <laughs> and I was driving down a country lane, and I thought I'd just spit it into the hedge. But I didn't open the window because I, oh, I had the AC on, and I thought it was like a breeze. So I literally just went... Spat your window. <laughs> I spat. So my, it left my mouth, and it hit the window there, and it fucking exploded. And I was just like, oh, good God. I had to stop. I had to deal with this. I had to be dealt with because I was just, yeah, terrible. What a horrible situation to get yourself into. So, yeah. Well, when I was smoking, I've done that with a fag. 
<laughs> you flip oh, around. <laughs> cars like that. <laughs> Back in the day when you could smoke in the nightclub, I was in the cars here having a piss and um, trying to be Mr. Cool, I thought I'd just like, spit my fag end into the urinal I was weighing in. But I didn't. Ooh. So what happened was I spat, but the filter had dried onto my top lip and I went, <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it hooked out of my mouth and the cherry went straight up my nose. Honestly. So I'm, I'm waiting and I'm, ah! It literally, it's it like a little pendulum. It went, whoosh, and I was like, no! Yeah. So I, yeah, right, I've cut cool. incidents where I've tried to spit and be cool and it's not worked. So I've given up spitting now because it's disgusting and dangerous. And that's, there's my science for the night. Nice one. <laughs> well, we're all a little bit closer now, so that's good. Um, so I love to share. It's a sharing show. Yeah. We all share. Yeah. Uh, just to check, will we do your booking with Kenny? Is that next week? What? Booking with Kenny is that? It's Kenny from Empire. Is that next week? I think Kenny from Empire is next week. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh no! So next not. week we're joined. No? no, it's the week after. Oh, no, oh. it isn't. It's a um, check-up from the neck up next week, isn't it? Ah, oh, right. It's check-up yeah, it from is. the neck up next week. So we're going to be talking uh, Face Pro and helmets and hats and all of those things. Neck up. Hence, check-up from the neck up. Um, <laughs> yes. Lance has just admitted to it burning. <laughs> right. Me, cool. We'll see you all next week. No. Say goodbye, guys. Yeah. <laughs> goodbye, guys. Oh, my God. That's Keep, it no <laughs> Keep it no foe. Keep it no foe. Keep it no foe. Ciao. Bye, gang. Ciao. Ciao. No, <laughs> folks, keep it on me. <laughs>